Animorphs Aloud, Book 8, The Alien. He's only human when he wants to be. This is a fan production of the series Animorphs, which was written by K.A. Applegate and is owned by Scholastic. Read aloud by Rena Gale. Prologue. Before Earth. Prepare for return to normal space, Captain Nerefir said in Thoughtspeak. I was on the bridge of our dome ship. It was an amazing moment. I had never been on the bridge before. I'd always been stuck in my quarters, or up in the dome. It was an honor to be on the battle bridge with the full warriors, the princes, and the captain himself. It was because I was Elfangor's little brother. An heiress like me, a warrior cadet, wouldn't have been on the bridge otherwise. Especially not an heiress who had once run into Captain Nerefir so hard he'd fallen over and ended up bruising one of his stock eyes. It was an accident, but still, it's just not a good idea for lowly cadets to go plowing into great heroes. But everyone loved Elfingor, so they had to tolerate me. That's the story of my life. If I live two hundred years, I'll probably still be known as Elfingor's little brother. We came out of Z-space, or Zero-space, a realm of white emptiness, back into normal space. Through the monitors I saw nothing but blackness dotted with stars, and there, just ahead of us, no more than a half million miles away, was a small, mostly blue planet. Is that Earth? I asked Elfingor. I didn't realize there was so much water. Can you get old Hoof and Tail to let me go down to the planet with you? Aximile, shut up! Elfingor said quickly. He looked slightly sick and cast a dubious glance at Captain Nerefir. I guess I had been thought speaking a little loudly. Elfingor was worried that War Prince Nerefir might have overheard. But I was sure I hadn't been that loud. I mean, I really didn't think that. Old Hoof and Tail, eh? Captain Nerefir said. Is that what they call me? Elfingor shot me a poisonous look. I'm sure this Aerith's didn't mean any disrespect. I think my brother would have liked to throw me out of the nearest airlock right at that moment. Slowly, Nerefir turned his two main eyes toward me. He was a frightening old Andalite, a great warrior, a great hero, Elfingor's idol. Ah, it's the ruffian. The wild brat who knocked me over. He nodded. Old Huffendale, is it? Well, I kind of like the name. He slowly winked one eye at Elfingor. I suppose we'll have to let the ruffian live. Suddenly, Yerks! We have a Yerk mothership in orbit over the planet! The warrior at the sensor station cried. They're launching fighters! I count twelve Yerk bugfighters! Another warrior cried. They're on an intercept course! They'll be in firing range in twelve Earth minutes! Captain Nerefir turned his face and his main eyes toward my brother, while his stock eyes kept watch on the monitors. The humor was gone from his face. Prince Elfengor, it is time. Launch all fighters. But Elfengor hadn't waited for orders. He was already halfway out the door. My tail banged into the doorway as I plowed after him. Get to the dome, Maximily, Elfengor said. But I want to fight, I said. I can fly a fighter as well as... Do not argue with me, Maximily. Aeriths do not go into battle. You are not a full warrior yet. Go to the dome. You will be safer there. I don't want to be safe, I said. But a warrior, even a warrior cadet, has to obey orders. Elfengor was my brother. He was also my prince. 
I could hear the thought-speak announcements coming from the bridge. Yurk bugfighters closing fast! We are entering the outer gravitational field of the planet! Elfengor and I came to a pair of drop shafts. Warriors were zooming down, heading for the fighter base. I would have to go up to reach the dome. The upward drop shaft was empty. It made me angry. Everyone was fighting but me. When it was all over, Elfingor would be even more of a big hero, and I would still be the little brother. The child. Elfingor hesitated for just a moment before rushing on. He arched his tail forward. I reached forward with my own tail, arching it up over my back. We touched tail blades. You'll have your chance to fight, Eximile, my brother said. Very soon, your fighter will fly side by side with mine. But not in this battle. Yes, my prince, I said, sounding very stiff and formal. But as he turned to enter the drop shaft, I couldn't let him go, thinking I was mad at him. I said, Hey, Elfingor, go burn some slugs. That's the plan, little brother, he said with a laugh. That is the plan. It was the last I saw of him. He disappeared down the drop shaft. I went upward to the great dome. The dome was the heart of our ship. It was a vast, round, open plain of grass and trees and running water from our home planet, all covered by a transparent dome. I was alone there, the only non-warrior on the great ship, the only one without a battle to fight. I could see the blue planet above me, hanging in a black sky. It had a moon, just a dead ball of dust. But the planet looked alive. I could see white clouds swirling. Its yellow sun's light sparkled off the vast oceans. This planet was known to be inhabited by a reasonably intelligent species. We had learned a little about them in school. My main eyes were drawn to the brilliant flares of engine exhaust as our fighters lanced toward the onrushing Yerks. I was far from the battle bridge now, beyond the range of their thought-speak. I heard nothing in my head and my ears heard only the sound of a gentle artificial breeze ruffling the leaves of the trees. I stood on blue-green grass and watched tiny pinpoints of light as the battle was joined in orbit above the blue planet. And then I felt it, a tremor that rolled through my mind, a wave of coldness, a premonition, like a waking nightmare. I turned my stock eyes away from the battle toward the dead moon of the planet. And there, I saw it, a black shape against the grey-white light of the moon, a shape like some twisted battle-axe. Bladeship, I whispered. A visor's bladeship! Our fighters were all away. Our dome ship had massive weapons, but the bladeship was fast and maneuverable. Too fast! The warriors on the battle bridge had no choice. They had to separate the dome in order to be able to fight. I felt a grinding, crunching sensation as the dome was released to drift free of the main line of the ship. Then, silence as the dome floated free. Slowly, the rest of my ship rotated into sight. Without the dome, it looked like a long stick, with a huge bulge of engines on the far end, and the smaller bulge of the battle bridge in the middle. They were trying to turn to meet the blade ship. Too slow. The blade ship fired! No! Dracon beams... Bright as a sun, lanced through space. The ship fired again, again, again. An explosion of light, a silent explosion, like a small sun going nova. The ship, my ship, blew up into its separate atoms. One huge flash of light 
and a hundred Andalite warriors died. Woomph! The shockwave hit the dome. It was translated into sound. The grass beneath my hooves slammed up at me. A terrible rattling, shaking, heaving. Ah! My knees buckled and I fell to the grass. Everything was spinning, wildly, out of control. I could feel the artificial gravity weaken. The stabilizers had failed. The dome was falling, falling out of orbit. The dome slid down the gravity well, down toward the blue planet. Red-hot, glowing atmosphere turned the sky above me to fire. Emergency engines kicked in with a loud whoosh, but they could only slow the descent, not stop it. The dome hurtled at shocking speed, down and down and down through the atmosphere, down toward the sparkling sea. Crush! The dome hit water. Boiling, steaming water rushed over the dome. I was sinking, sinking beneath the ocean of the blue planet. I was powerless, terrified, alone. After an eternity, the dome crunched heavily onto the ocean floor. Looking up, I could barely see the surface of the water a hundred feet or more above the top of the dome. I climbed shakily to my four hooves. I was standing on a vast open plain that was a piece of my own planet. A blue-green park, hidden deep beneath an alien sea. And there I waited, for weeks. I sent out thought-speak cries to my brother. I knew he would save me, if he still lived. But in the end, it was not Elfingor who found me. It was five creatures from the planet. Five humans, as they call themselves. They were the ones who told me of Elfingor's last minutes of life. He had broken Andalite law and custom by giving these humans the power to morph. I was shocked, but tried to hide it. And they had witnessed Elfingor's death. His cold-blooded murder by the Yerk overlord, Visser III. Visser III, who slaughtered my helpless, wounded brother. Visser III, the only Yerk ever to infest and control an Andalite body. Visser III, known to all Andalites as the Abomination, the only Andalite controller. He had killed Elfengor, and I had inherited a terrible burden. By Andalite custom, I would be required to avenge my brother's death. Someday, I would have to kill Visser III.